Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. This, um, some of you may not uh, recognize the name that I'm going to mention, but uh, the Bible teaches us that when uh, the body, anyone in the body suffers, we all are supposed to carry that, right? We bear one another's burdens. And uh, Dr. Stan Toller, who has been in our church uh, doing training, uh, passed away last night uh, from pancreatic cancer. And so his family, um, he's 67, he was 67, and so they're rejoicing that he's not in any more pain, but... Um, at the same time, they're mourning, and so we—he was—he uh, was a general in the army. He uh, was a powerful man of God. His footprints um, are—he's left footprints through all kinds of circles, including ours. And so, I want us to stop and have prayer for his family this morning, and ask the Holy Spirit to uh, minister comfort to them. Father, I just pray this morning specifically for the Toller family. They've had such an impact. Uh, around the world uh, through the books and through the speaking and the teaching of Dr. Toller, but also in the, our body and the impact that he's had it with us and family members in my own family, uh, the impact that his family's made. And we just pray right now that your Holy Spirit would comfort that family. Uh, they, they have the balance necessary to understand that he is absent here, but he's present with you. But that doesn't diminish the, the pain and the mourning of his uh, departure. And so we just pray that you would strengthen that family right now. I pray that with all the words and all the gestures that are taking place for them, that the one thing that would happen throughout all of this is that they would be keenly aware of your presence, that your Holy Spirit is right there to comfort them. And we just pray blessings on them in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Well, you look good on this Thanksgiving week, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to get in your business a little bit this morning, uh, so, so hang on, here we go. I, the Bible declares that uh, part of discipleship, growing into discipleship, is that confession, see, y'all already got nervous, confession helps you grow, so we're going to practice that this morning, right here in front of God and everybody, we're going to confess our faults to one another, okay, here we go. So if you're in the room and you've already, you would confess that you've already put up a Christmas tree, would you please raise your hand and confess? Okay, I thought so. Okay, put them down. If you're in the room, listen very carefully, you're in the room and you would confess that you've put up Christmas trees in your house, raise your hand, all right. All right, you can pull them back down. I need my altar workers to approach the front. We're going to have deliverance service right here in front of God and everybody because I've noticed over the past few years of my life um, that under the pressure, uh, I believe in large part under the pressure of uh, the commercial industry that surrounds us, uh, we get in a hurry and uh, we skip right over Thanksgiving, okay? I'm not demean, I'm not I'm not bashing you for your Christmas trees. It's just that uh, we we fail to stop long enough or slow down long enough to realize that there is a holiday in between Halloween and Christmas uh, called 
thanksgiving. I, I want us to stop long enough to recognize and to participate in thanksgiving. Okay, so I'm saying that as believers, one of the marks of our lives is that we should be thankful people. In fact, I went back and looked. I decided, because I knew I'd talked about being thankful before, so I went back and looked and, and, and checked my own records. And on the second Sunday of 2017, I declared to you that as a body, we were going to be the most thankful people on the planet. That, that over this year, we were going to try to, to uh, develop and grow in thankfulness, right? And so we began to talk about that. And, and so what I want to say to you this morning is after thinking about that over the course of this year, I've come to this conclusion that uh, in this season that it is not enough to be thankful if you aren't also thanksgiving. All right? Now... Y'all, those of you that have been with us long enough know that I'm very corny at times, and I make up stuff. All right, uh, I make up words, and so uh, and I play on words. But but I just need you to understand where I'm coming from. I've come to this conclusion that uh, I I have begun to ask some questions like this one: Could it be that it it is really over, it is really only authentic thanks when it is combined with giving? So some of you are nervous because you think I'm about to take up an offering, and I'm not even talking about money, okay? Although it does apply. Uh, I, I'm just questioning whether, is it really thanks if, if we don't some way, in a significant way, express the thanks that we have? Uh, because if we don't give thanks, then could it be that it's just thank thoughts? All right? Uh, I'm practicing thank thank thoughts this morning. I'm not thank I'm not practicing thanksgiving. I'm 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 practicing thank thoughts, right? So unless there's this this action, uh, thanks requires an action. So so we combine action with our thanks and it becomes thanksgiving. How would anybody know that we're the most thankful people on the planet if we're not also involved in thanksgiving? All right, we can claim, we can go get t-shirts that say, I attend Passion Church. This would be a long t-shirt. I attend Passion Church, and I'm the most thankful person on the planet. Like, you'd have to get a long, extra long shirt because, okay. But if you don't practice Thanksgiving, how, how do they even know that you're thankful? Now, please don't misunderstand me. I, I'm, I'm not talking about Thanksgiving the holiday. I'm not talking about Thanksgiving with turkeys. I'm, I'm talking about practicing and participating in thanksgiving. So this morning what I want to do is, is I think that one of the challenges for us is that we have to learn to participate in very targeted thanks. Very specific thanks that, that, that we, we intentionally participate in this giving of thanks. Because here's my concern. I'm concerned that we have a tendency to say thank you a lot of the time because mama taught us right and we got to spank him when we didn't right y'all didn't grow up in my house okay uh, thank you and your welcomes were mandatory and we say thank you without really even thinking about it 
And we cast this word around uh, and we communicate thanks by saying thank you. But, but, but I'm not sure we really send it to the right recipients. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to suggest to you that there are very two specific targets that we must thanks give to. Because I am convinced that our thanks must become very targeted in this season. If we're going to grow up a little bit and be aware a little bit, then we have to target our thanks. And so I just want to tell you uh, this morning that there are two specific targets that I'm gonna, I want to mention to you, and they're very obvious, but just because they're obvious doesn't mean that we still shouldn't express thanks. All right, the first one, okay, this is deep. Y'all ready? I know, y'all, this is deep. Hold on, here it goes. Target number one should be God. God. I, I know it's cliche that we should give thanks to God, but, but, but it concerns me that we can come into the presence of the God of the universe. And let's go one step further. The God who sent his own son to save us. Let's go one step further. The God that went out of his way to leave the 99 to redeem me. That Let's go one step further. Not only does he save us, he sanctifies us. He cleans us up because we couldn't clean ourselves up on our, on our own, so he sanctifies me. Let's go one step further. Then he sends his Holy Spirit to empower us because he doesn't want to live us, have us live powerless lives. Let's go one step further. Then he blesses us beyond measure, and he sends good things to us and he's kind to us and he's merciful to us he heals us and it concerns me that we can come into the presence of that kind of God and not practice thanksgiving but practice thanks keeping until rocks cry out okay so so it concerns me that we can come into that kind of situation in His presence, and, and in His presence we play. And in His presence we yawn. And in His presence we distract. And in His presence we daydream. And in His presence we plan our shopping list. And in His presence we, pr we plan our schedule for this week. And in His presence we turn the attention to us. And in His presence we giggle. And in His presence we don't pay attention. And in His presence, and it concerns me that in His presence we close our mouths and we refuse to raise our hearts and we refuse to raise our hands and we keep our thanks to ourselves and we don't express thankfulness and we don't practice thanksgiving to God. We must intentionally and purposely and even sacrificially, according to Scripture, target God with our thanks and we are instructed to give thanks. Because some of y'all are really nervous because I ain't read any Scripture yet. And I'm going to read a bunch, just real snippets. Because in Scripture, we are instructed that one of the targets for our thanks should be God. Let me see if I can help you. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for he is, His steadfast love endures forever. Then say, if you feel like it. Doesn't say if you had a good Sunday morning and y'all didn't fight on the way, home, way, way to church and the car started right and the cat behaved and, and all that stuff. It just says, oh, give thanks because His goodness never changes. 
His steadfastness never wavers. So give him thanks. In Psalm chapter 66, verse 8, give honor and thanks to God, O people, and let all hear how great he is. How do they hear that he's great unless we give him the thanks he deserves? Psalm chapter 100, verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. In other words, the means by which we gain access to his very presence is not a good worship team. It's not great greeters. It's not the right temperature in the building. It's not the right light level. It's not the right sound level. It's not appealing to my eyes so I can enter his presence. No, we enter his presence by access of our willingness to participate in thanks giving how would our worship services change if we showed up with an attitude of thanksgiving how would church services different differ if we showed up with an attitude of thanksgiving how would monday be different if we woke up with an attitude of thanks Okay, Psalm chapter 107 verse 22 says, let them also offer, offer sacrifices. That means it may not always be easy to do what we're talking about. Offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his works with joyful singing. And then Paul comes along. We're going to spend a little time with Paul this morning in just a second. In Colossians chapter 4 verse 2, he says this. He says, devote yourselves to prayer. Listen to this. Devote yourselves to prayer. Keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. So in other words, thanksgiving should invade and be the underlying theme of our prayers. He says, devote yourself to prayer, but while you're praying, pray with thanksgiving. I, I, I stumbled across a, um, a, a blog uh, leading up to this 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 morning and and uh, it kind of caught me off guard because um, I never thought of Paul as the model by which we should model our thanksgiving by y'all know Paul Paul's the one that would like roast you in a minute Paul's the one that could be like harsh and 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 mean not mean but stern and he and he'd slap you right upside your you know when you read Paul that's how he comes off but the blog was titled the thankful apostle. And I was like, who's that? And then I went and read. And it says this. It gives the list. And I think Paul illustrates this posture perfectly. Listen to what he says. Just a snippet. These are only just a few. God be thanked. Romans chapter 6 verse 17. I thank God. Romans 7 chapter 25. Thanks be unto God, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. We give thanks to God, Colossians 1, 3. Giving thanks unto the Father, Colossians 1, 12. We thank God without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. I thank God, 2 Timothy chapter 1, 3. I thank my God, Philemon chapter 1, verse 4. So Paul had this posture going on that he was continually participating in targeted thanks. God, I thank you. Andre Crouch. Uh, wrote a song, and Sherman sang it compellingly for us. And here are the words. How can I say thanks for the things that you have done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. The voices, makes you want to sing, doesn't it? The voices of a million angels 
could not express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. Here's our dilemma. We hear that song, and I wished I could sing, because I'd sing it right now, but you wouldn't give much thanks. We hear it sung, but our own low appreciation of the power of that thanks and our own self-worthlessness causes us to underestimate the power of that thanks. And so therefore, when it comes to God, we keep our thanks to ourselves. We say we are thankful to God, but we don't practice thanksgiving to God. I want to challenge you this morning, uh, just for a moment, right there where you're sitting, would you do this with me as I do it for, for me? I cannot do this for you. I cannot express your thanks to God. I can only express my thanks to God. I can only give God my thanks. I can't give Him your thanks. You have to give him your thanks. But would just for a moment right here, could you just begin to think about all the things that God has done for you? How he saved you, how he raised you, how he's healed you, how he set you free, how he's taken you out of bondage, how he's all these things, he's, he's rescued your family. Where would you be if it wasn't for him? And in this moment, right there where you're sitting with no music and Nobody listening to whether you're on tune or not. And maybe you don't even want to sing because you're scared like me. But, 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 but out of your own lips, could you just begin to offer your thanks to him so that a rock doesn't steal your praise and a rock doesn't steal your blessing? Jesus, I'm thankful this morning. I target you with my praise. My heart is filled with gratitude. My heart is overflowing with thankfulness. God, I, I give you thanks. I target you with my thanks. If it wasn't for you, where would I be if you hadn't been mindful of me where would I be if you hadn't saved me if you hadn't rescued me from my sin if you hadn't healed me from my brokenness if you hadn't pulled me out of the slavery that I was in God if it wasn't for you God if you hadn't saved my family if you hadn't rescued my family if you hadn't blessed me God I'm thankful this morning I, I give you thanks I target you with thanks I, I stop long enough in this season to remember all the things that you've done for me in my heart is filled with thanksgiving. I refuse to let a rock cry out in my place. I'm thankful this morning. I'm thankful this morning. I won't give you half-hearted praise. I won't give you half-hearted thanksgiving. I won't give you distracted praise. I won't wait until I feel like it. I give you. I offer you. I make. I beat my own body into subjection. And I give you a sacrifice of thanksgiving. You're worthy. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. And I don't want to just think about my thanks to you. I want to stop long enough to give my thanks to you. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. When I was a little boy, um, we would have testimony services. Some of y'all don't even know. Like, we're going to be here till Jesus comes back. Cause, and then we would have crazy folks stand up and say stuff like, 
I want to ask God to heal Luke on General Hospital because he's been sick all week. So because we had some crazy folks doing, the devil's been me, beating me all week long. Thank you, Jesus. They'd say silly stuff like that. Uh, so we quit doing testimony services because they were crazy folks. And, and <clears throat> But in that, by throwing that out, we don't articulate thanks to God like we should. So uh, some of y'all I don't trust because I know y'all crazy too. And uh, I ain't giving you the microphone. But right there where you're sitting next to who you're sitting to, would you just turn to somebody right now and testify? The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Would you just right where you are, turn to somebody and tell them what you're thankful towards God for doing in your life. Come on, tell them. Tell them. It'll do you some good. Uh, testimony does a body good. Come on, tell somebody. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. This is what God did for me. I was, I was about to die. And he... All right, if somebody you were sitting next to said something crazy, like they asked for Luke to get well on General Hospital, just wink at me right now so I know who I, okay, yeah, I see some hands right now. I just want to know who I need to pray for this week, all right? And, and um, I will cut your cable while you're not at home. We should practice thanks. We should target God, but there's a second target this morning I want to talk to you about, and, and we're going to do this this morning as well. I want to declare to you that it isn't enough just to target God with our thanks. We must also target people. Well, I don't even like people. I wasn't testifying. I'm just saying some of y'all are even saying, I don't even like people. And I know there are certain segments of the, I know where they sit because, okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I ain't asking y'all to testify about that. And some of y'all even started testifying, I don't like them, I don't like that. No, that has no bearing on whether or not we should target people with thanks because what we have to mature and grow up to understand is this, is that God uses and assigns people to our lives. He, he worked. I don't like this about God. God's God. He's got like power. Like you can read in the New Testament, he can use donkeys and, 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 but for whatever reason, he still chooses to work through people. Donkeys would be easier at times, but he works through people. He operates through people. He blesses us through people. He challenges us through people. He confronts us through people. He pulls us out of our comfort zone through people. Okay, y'all seeing? Y'all getting it? People are God-assigned, and so not only it's not enough to just target God with our praise because we recognize that God works through people, the ones we like and the ones we don't like, then we, if we're going to have a mature outlook and a mature approach, then we must also stop long enough 
to recognize God using people and therefore we must target them with our thanks. We are told in Scripture that if we cannot love the people that we see, then we cannot love the God that we can't see. Right? So that, that's a whole different message about love. So let me make a logical jump. If we aren't thankful, we cannot claim to be thankful to a God that we cannot see if we aren't thankful to people we can see. That's a logical conclusion. Right? So I realize that at times it is much easier to thank God than it is to thank people. I get it. But that doesn't let us off the hook. We have a mandate on our life that out of an overflow of gratitude and a grateful heart, we must also target people and participate in thanksgiving to people. We can go right back to Paul. Prime example. Listen to what he says. Just check this out. I've read this 100,000 times, maybe not that many, 100 times, and... Uh, it hadn't hit me like this. Listen to what he says. Romans 1.8. He already said, I read it. I thank God, right? I thank my God for you all. Okay, you, you're going to get this here in a second. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. I thank my God always on your behalf. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. I cease not to give thanks for you. In 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2, we give thanks to God always for you all. Not just the ones I like. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, we are bound to thank God always for you. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, we are bound to give thanks always to God for you. There's a theme here. This is my contention with you. I think we read these statements and make a mistake. I think if we read these statements, it's as if Paul is only expressing thanks for and not to. Then we miss it. I'm going to say that again because I had to read that after I wrote it myself to make sure I was on track here. I am concerned that if we're not careful, we read all these statements that, that Paul makes about, I give God thanks for you. As if he's expressing thanks for as opposed to thanks to. And I started thinking about my experience in Israel. And I'm standing in the ruins of the old temples and synagogues. And I recognize now that Paul, these are thank you letters that Paul wrote. He stamped them. He delivered them. And he knew, check this out, that they would be read publicly. Because that's what they did. As these churches were gathered, they would take Paul's letters that we now call the Bible and they would read them publicly. Can you imagine the scene as the preacher stands up or the, the, the appointed person stands up and he takes the letter and he unrolls it and he reads it right out in front of God and everybody. And when Paul writes, I thank God for you, the reader can look up. And the believers in Thessalonica are sitting there with big smiles on their face because they just received thanksgiving. Publicly, right in front of everybody, somebody thanked them. And I want to submit to you this morning, please listen to this statement. If we are bad about 
practicing thanksgiving towards God, then we are criminal in level of thanksgiving that we practice in regards to the people around us. I'm going to say that again. If we are bad about practicing thanksgiving towards God, then I am concerned that we have become criminal level at practicing thanksgiving towards the people around us. I think if we're not careful, this is what happens. We make dangerous and destructive assumptions when it comes to the people who do things that are thankworthy. Just three quick ones. You don't... These are not in your notes. You can write them down. These are the assumptions I think that we make if we're not careful. And therefore, we practice thanksgiving rather than thanksgiving. All right, quickly. Number one, we assume they know they're appreciated. So we keep thanks to ourselves. They know. My wife knows. My employer knows. My kids know. Ooh, it's quiet up in here. Two, the second thing that's dangerous is this. We come to this assumption. They're expected to do that. And so we, we don't operate out of a spirit of thanksgiving. We operate of an, uh, out of a spirit of entitlement. That's what they're paid to do. We go to Starbucks. They actually get our drink right. We don't, say thank, we don't express any thanksgiving. That's what they're paid to do. We go to McDonald's and they, they get our order right, which is, okay. And we spout off. When they don't get it right, but they got it right this time, and we don't express any real thanksgiving because that's what they're stinking paid to do. We go to a doctor, they treat our sickness, that's what they're paid to do. That's what they're expected to do. My kid cleaned his room, that's what he's expected to do. He took out the trash without me having to tell him 19 times. That's what he's expected to do. My wife wifed really well this week. That's what she's expected to do, so I don't say thank you. My parents parented really good this week. They let me do everything I wanted to do. And they financed it. And then third, I think we underestimate the power of thanks. We know that thankfulness impacts God. That's why in Scripture, the writer says, come and magnify God with me. I got a question. How are you going to make God any bigger than he already is? He's not saying that. He's saying that when we begin to magnify him, thank him, praise him, that God responds to that and does bigger and better things on our behalf. Right? But y'all know that works on humans too, right? Thanks is the fuel that people react and respond to. Okay, so when we thank people, they can't help it. When you when you give people thanks, haven't you haven't you haven't you seen that practice? Like when you're thankful and give thanks to the, the, the waiter, they wait better. When I give thanks, my husband husbands better. When I give thanks, my kid kids better. Right. But we know that. 
but we underestimate the power so we keep it to ourselves. And those three decisions to think they already know that they're expected to do that. And then we underestimate the power of our thanks and we hold it to ourselves and we strip the fuel for the response and the reaction right out of their life. And so I just believe this morning that as we enter this Thanksgiving season, that it is absolutely essential that just as we intentionally thank God, we need to take the time to thank people. So we're going to practice. Uh-oh, I heard an uh-oh. And so that I'm not asking you to do something that I won't do, I'm going to practice first, and then Andrew's going to come and do our clothes, and then I'm going to come back and do the real clothes. All right? Because y'all do know that we do a drive card at the end of every service so that you have something to talk about on the way home, practical things you can do on the way home to reiterate and remind yourself of the message. Today, we're going to do a living drive card. Okay? So, so let me practice. Where's she at? Where's Maria? Maria, thank you. Now, don't be hiding from me. Thank you. Maria, after y'all all gone, y'all sloppy little selves and leave your coffee cups, your gum wrappers, and your bulletins you didn't want, Maria, without ever being asked to, I never asked her to do this, never did. She's done it, I don't know how many years now. She comes behind like your parent and cleans up after you. I'm thankful, Maria. That is a huge ministry. And I got to hurry, but I'm thankful for our projection team. Under the direction of Teresa Thornton, they, she has a team that every Sunday, while y'all are sitting here enjoying, they're having to stay up. And sometimes that's difficult. They have to follow. Not everybody does like I do and gives them cues. And then they really have to follow. They're not back there playing Donkey Kong. I don't even know what's current anymore. <laughs> you see how old I am. <laughs> um, they're not, I'm not even going to try to figure out what's new. They're not back there doing that. While y'all are, no, they're making this happen. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for every person that stands on that uncomfortable box up there and runs a camera so that people that can't get here, y'all don't even understand how many people, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people every week watching online because while y'all are enjoying the soft chair that you're in, somebody back there is standing looking through. I'm thankful for our camera team. I'm thankful for our lights team. You may not even like the lights, but I'm thankful because they make it really cool. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that our worship team has the ability to week after week with unbelievable excellence that most bodies have no understanding of or have ever participated in. They lead us into the presence of God and they're sensitive to that presence. I'm thankful for our ushers that ush. They do an excellent job. I'm thankful for our greeters. We continually hear over and over that we have the friendliest greeters on the planet. I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for our youth pastors. Andrew and Jess, I thank you that, our, that you love our kids and that you sacrifice for our kids and that you are concerned for our kids. I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for our children's team that while you're in here enjoying the presence of the Lord, they're not babysitting. 
They are leading your kids into the presence of God, and they do it with excellence, and they're helping them mature. I'm thankful for our Oklahoma emergency response team that continually takes time off of work while you keep eating your full meals. They're camping out places where it's hot and miserable, serving meals to people that otherwise would have no meals. I'm thankful for the folks that consistently donate and not only donate, actually come and distribute food and clothing and furniture at the pantry to the tune of hundreds of families every month that come in and, and people come in and get what they need. That I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful again for Teresa and for Lauren for doing our books and keeping the IRS off my back. Thank you Jesus and reading all that Greek that I can, don't even understand. And they continually make sure that we're compliant and that we do what we're supposed to do. I'm thankful for Cassidy Prince that cleans every week our church and does an outstanding job. I'm thankful that my mama cooks the best cookies in the world for visitors just to show them a token of our appreciation. I'm thankful for a prayer team that long before you get here, they're in this building walking chair by chair, room by room, praying for you. I'm thankful for our pastoral team that has your best interest at heart and that leads with integrity and that cares their whole life. They're giving their life for this flock and for this body. And they're never satisfied. Holy discontentment. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for a finance team that helps us fund everything God says we need to do. And they do it without hesitation and without blinking. They steward what you give faithfully. I'm thankful this morning. I'm thankful for each of you that on a cold November morning when it would be easier to stay in bed or a hot August Sunday when it would be easier to go to the lake that you show up here ready to love on people and love on God. We are blessed. And I and thankful. And last but not least, I'm thankful for my family who has walked beside me as we've sacrificed to make this happen. I'm thankful for lifelong friends that continue to be faithful, that walk alongside of me. And this morning I practice thanksgiving and I target people because God uses them. I'm going to pray for you. Andrew's going to come and close, and then I'm going to come and close. All right, Father, I'm thankful this morning for your goodness and your mercy. I'm thankful for your steadfastness. I'm thankful for your blessings in my life. I'm thankful for people. I'm thankful that you send the right people at the right time, that you send people that are faithful in ministry, that you send people that are faithful in service, that you send people that are faithful to challenge, that you send people that are faithful to do all the things that you need them to do. I'm thankful. I target them with my praise. And Father, if I've forgotten anybody, I ask you to speak to their hearts right now and let them know that this pastor is incredibly thankful that we're in this together and that together we're making an impact in a community and that people around the world know about what you're doing at Passion Church. We're thankful today. I pray that you would help us this morning as we live this out. That this week in particular, today and this week, we would practice thanksgiving.
rather than thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Andrew. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.